Friends, allies, and Americans, welcome to the Defense of Democracy podcast, where we tell the stories of folks who defend your children's rights by advocating for inclusive public school systems and who fight for diversity across our nation. I'm your host, Karen Swoboda. Let's get into it. My guest today is Annette Day. Annette, welcome to the Defense of Democracy podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you. I'm blessed. Thank you. Thank you for having me. One of the real reasons I wanted you to be the first guest on Defense of Democracy podcast is that even though we're a brand new organization and the road ahead is going to be whatever we're going to make it, at this moment, I don't feel that we have enough people of color being represented at Defense of Democracy. And I'm concerned that as we move forward and get more established, that'll be something that could get away from us. So this is the opportunity right now to reach those Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, and thank you again, Karen. I know we've had like many conversations, you know, at this point um, about the struggles when it comes to like DEI and it comes to like, you know, making sure that folks are represented. So yeah, absolutely. You know, and you know, I'm really, really appreciative that you're, you know, you're making it a point to be representative. You know, I see that, you know, clearly even opponents see, you know, that, you know, is important. Representation is key, you know, representation matters. So I really like, really, again, am appreciative that you're working on this and you're actually making a concerted effort. You've accepted the volunteer role of DEI committee chair. And I know you had to think about that. So talk to me about why you didn't just jump into it right away. It was a complicated decision. You know, so, I mean, yeah, you know, people don't, no one wants to feel like a token. on it. And I think, you know, there was a few things that, that led to my hesitation, as you know, <laughs> that, that perhaps like being one of them, you know, I don't, no one wants to be like tokenized, you know, and again, yeah. It's funny right? that you say that because I straight up did. The first conversation we ever had, I said, we don't have enough people of color, Annette, I need you to be my token. Um, but that isn't the way I wanted it to come out. It is absolutely more serious than that. We've talked about this, you and I, and I recognize that I am a white, straight Christian. And that doesn't put me in a position to create this culture. I need to go to leaders like you and ask you how we can collaborate. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm very hesitant to go into the realm of white saviorism. So I feel like I'm in this minefield and there's Annette saying, just do this, just be cool. And so that kind of honesty with your (laughs) intelligence and your kindness is why I'm so glad you're willing to do it. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, and you are so kind. Um, And I really appreciate that because, you know, as we were talking about like earlier, you know, one of the things I've thought about and we've talked about like the level of exhaustion, sheer exhaustion within a black community and the distrust, you know. And so those were like other reasons why I hesitated. I was like, well, you know, I'm just for one, I I have people, as you know, like people in my head saying, "Why, why are you trying to take something else on? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Step back. And I'm like. And then, you know, I tried, I did try, but I do see the importance of it. Like, you know, my husband, he's, he's like, oh my God, I'm like, but I have to do this because <laughs> I have to do this um, and so, because it is really important. The representation, you know, is key. Like we, we, we need to see more people of color, you know, across the, I see in, in different organizations that I'm a part of, you know, is it, it shouldn't, it, there shouldn't be, I was just having a conversation with an associate the other day. She was like, we're talking about being books, for instance. 
And she was like, and I was like, is this book in our school district? You know, we got some, some issues in our school districts. Um, and I was, and she was like, well, you know, why don't you bring it up? And I'm like, but why do I, am I going to be like the only person of color, especially Brit talking about this book? And thankfully, you know, I learned that, you know, the book is being read in our school district, but things like that, you know, you don't want to be like the one person, you know, or maybe one of a few, right. They had to take on all these battles because it's friggin' exhausting <laughs> for one. And that's why this podcast is important because I'm having you on here and laying this out for whoever's listening, because I recognize that this organization could be heading down a road that I don't want it to go because it doesn't equally represent minorities and other marginalized groups. Mm -hmm. I also want to talk to you about what you need. I don't want you to carry this burden by yourself. We have a committee that you're chairing. And I found that asking for help is 90% of it. This is just volunteering uh, and working with volunteers. Uh, what are you looking for in committee members that could yes. help you manage the DEI committee at Defense of Democracy? Yes. Well, well thank you for the ask. You know, um, again, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about like different, we were talking about like, for instance, like I'm okay with public speaking. It's not like my big, my, I'm not like rah, rah, rah. I want to go up and speak. I do it often because, you know, I'm like, well, who else is going to do it? You know, but like, I would say like anyone, anyone really who's committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion, anyone that like, has committed, especially, I am going to say, especially folks of color. Um, because again, you know, looking I see it across the board, looking, you know, at pictures and, and I'm not just talking about defensive democracy in general, you know, like different organizations. We representation is key, you right. know, and, and that builds the level of trust. If I see, you know, that, okay, you know, that their DEI committee, you know, has, you know, people of color within the committee. It's not just people that look like one thing, you know, different and a different diverse, you know, not just even people of color, but people who are, I would say, you know, of the marginalized populations, yes. because I, I knew I, for one, as a licensed clinical social worker, I'm really big on social justice. People ask me, what, what is your why? Is social justice. If there's anything, even like student lunch debt, if it's mobile crisis, it, a defense of, the, of democracy, you know, like if it's a social justice issue, I'm there for better or for worse. <laughs> the other day you took a deep dive into our website and you told me we need more people of color in these pictures. So we're going to start implementing that. And changes like that, they're so simple, but so important. These little things help create a culture of trust. And that's my hope. We need to do that. Create that culture. Absolutely. And, you know, to your point, you know, it's, it's interesting because I was thinking about this quote that I put up all over my social media. You know, we need people who are, um, I guess, willing to be vulnerable. Because yes. as you know, Carrie, you know, I've had in different circles to be vulnerable. And, you know, even uh, I'm going to read this quote because I, I love it. Absolutely love it. By Vox R. Booker. And what he said was, what they said was, everyone wants diversity until marginalized people speak truth to power, call out harmful cultures, and seek agency to affect change. Then we're labeled as difficult. <laughs> and that to me was so powerful because I see this even as like the president of a social work, state social work organization. If, you know, sometimes you're like, you know, I was looking at something that, you know, one of my childhood heroes, Tupac Shakur, said said the other day. You know, said like when I was looking at this this um, this special that they did, Dear Mama, and he was like, you know, you could go so far. 
you know, you go so far, but then when you hit that, hit that wall, they're like, up, oh, no, the wall comes down, you know, with your little mouse and you're like, and the wall, cause they're like, up, oh, shit, they done said too much. You know, they said too much. And then uh-huh. people start tone policing and it gets really icky and they're like, no, I'm not racist for instance, because like, but, but how about listen and learn, take it in and pay attention. So we need people who also are okay with being vulnerable because I ain't going to lie. It'd be painful. It be painful. And so we need people like that. Talking about being vulnerable. Okay. I want to share this story with you. Part of it is something that I'm very ashamed of. And part of it is something that I'm very proud of. Um, and I, I'll be the first to admit, and this is hard, that I see color. Okay. People say, and it makes me crazy. Oh, I don't see color. I don't see color. Um, I do. I, I hate it, but I do see it. Um, mm-hmm. and it was just the environment that I was raised in and, and I know, and I am working actively on that part of myself. But when my son was in elementary school, we were at a soccer game or, or one of these events that they had where all the kids were playing. And, um, and I was standing there on the sidelines and my kid kind of said to me, Oh, that's my friend over there. That's my buddy. He's the guy in the green shirt. And I looked over and of course, because of what I have, you know, my issues, I immediately saw a child of color, but the fact, and I, again, like I hate, it's like, this is a real thing for me to admit very publicly on my podcast, but my son identified this child by the color of his shirt. And I thought in that moment, I have raised a child that that is not the primary thing that, that jumps out. Right. Mm -hmm. He, He talked about his friend and he pointed him. It was so innocent, but also so beautiful. And I want to take credit for that because I raised, and I am raising, uh, these little people who, who respect and love each other. And, and that's so important for me. So I wanted to share that. Yes. You. Yes. Well, that's the thing, you know, the, again, you know, I, w- I should say, you know, you being vulnerable ag- also, you know, I appreciate that because, you know, a lot of people, you know, they get defensive, you know, and they're and and the defenses automatically go up and they're like, no, no, I can't be this way. No, no, you're, you're, t-. and then, then the gaslighting starts. You're like, no, it's not me. It's you. You're taking it the wrong way. I'm like, you're like, no, no, just listen. So I appreciate your vulnerability and your openness and being willing to to listen and learn, you know, and grow again. Okay? Cause when I know the part of the mission is sustainable growth, right? Being willing to grow together and be inclusive, which a lot of people, you know, unfortunately, you know, we see we're, we're people, you know, cause a lot of us, you know, we're, we're, you know, we like to be a little control and little, and we like my way or the highway where no, it really, we all need to work together. I'm well aware of my white privilege and I'm going to ask people like you for help. And I'm going to say awkward and stupid shit. (laughs) And you're going to be good enough to call me out on it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I want to just pause for a second and do one of my favorite things, which will be a regular feature on this podcast. It's called the volunteer shout out. Every episode we'll do a feature on one of Defensive Democracy's volunteers and the great work that they do, and we'll share it with you. Today's volunteer shout out goes to Allie, my volunteer from California. Allie has been a volunteer since Defense of Democracy first came on the scene a year ago. Allie has helped research, make phone calls, and reach out to politicians, all while undergoing chemotherapy. Allie, your selflessness and courage are an inspiration to all of us. 
Every day I commit myself to living up to the high bar that you have set, and I am truly humbled by the gift of time you have given to defense of democracy on an almost daily basis. Now back to the program. Another topic I want to touch on today is the language we use. Uh, you and I were texting the other day and we were talking about who we want to reach. And I used the phrase American families of color. And that sounds super awkward, right? And I, But I wanted to use the phrase because it often seems that people of color are not viewed as Americans, right? They're separate. Absolutely. And I felt like I had to explain why I did that. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, and I'm so glad again that we're able to have these much needed frank, you know, conversations because um yes, as, as we had talked about like when we were texting, you know, I have people in my family and and sometimes I'm thinking, man, is this generational? I don't know. But I have people, you know, and clients also as a therapist, you know, who'll be like, I am, and they're black folks. And they'll be like, I am American, damn it. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, you are. We were born here in America. And it, but there are also, you know, because again, PS racism, <laughs> you're like, but no, my ancestors are from here. I'm like, if we really all go look back in our, in our family tree, you know, look at the ancestry, et cetera, et cetera. We see that, you know, a lot of us, you know, our folk came from, you know, Africa. Um, our ancestors. So in, in a way, it's kind of like for some of us, it could be kind of conflictual because you're like, no, I, I had to say I'm American in order to be seen as America, especially in America as a black person. Like you got to be like, I'm American, rah, rah, rah. Whereas others of us, we're like, we have this conflict, you know, because like, you know, well, maybe, I don't know. You, I, like I have people that will look at me because like, I'm like, I'm not standing, for instance, for the pledge because America hasn't treated my folks good. Yeah. Historically, this country, unfortunately, was founded on like the backs of my people and, you know, brought enslaved, captured here and started and, 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 you know, basically built up like the American capitalism. So I am kind of conflicted, <laughs> as many of us are. <laughs> and that's fair. Let's do a takeaway from this. On behalf of the volunteers at Defense of Democracy who are working to make this country better and the families who are counting on them, you know, it's a big lift. Aww. We need people like you who have the courage and have the patience and the trust to work with us. And I deeply appreciate that you're helping us as a volunteer with Defense of Democracy. Oh. Thank you. One last thing before we go, what's Annette going to be doing? What's June look like for you <laughs> and your activism? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Let's talk about June. Uh, yes, well, because we have like a new, you know, our DEI committee is new, definitely going to be working on those mission and objectives, you know, the mission statement and objectives. And I want to say too, is we're looking for like maybe a possible co-chair people that join a committee. If they want to join like sooner rather than later, you know, hit me up. I, I can share, you can share my, my email and everything. Um, but definitely going to be like working on that. And we know we have a huge event coming up. Yes. Um, at the end of, yes, we do. You know, basically going against the hates, you know, with, I don't even know, should I name the, no, I'm not going to give it. Oh. Yes, go ahead. Let's do it. It's Moms for Liberty at yes, the Marriott yes, in Philadelphia. Yes, and we are going to be there against the hate, against the, the you know, so-called, like the false indoctrination, I should say, you know, that they're saying that we're doing. No, we just want to love people. We want people to be able to, you know, let live and let love. There's 
you know, we need to like love black folks, love white folks, love LGBT, you know, straight, whatever. We all need to love and stop being in the friggin' books for us. You know, it's, it's important to learn our history. Like, you know, I, oh, I could go on and on in a tangent. You know that, you know that. But um, so June is looking really busy, really, really exciting. Um, I do have some other works, um, work I'm doing with the Debt Collective and, you know, Mobile Crisis and everything, but I am all in. Um, I, I'm all in. I'm all, you, you wrote me in, Karen. <laughs> for anyone who's interested in volunteering for the Defense of Democracy DEI committee or any of our other committees, we have a tech committee, a legal committee, board development, and others, please go to defenseofdemocracy.org. And there's a button right on the homepage that says, join our national volunteer committees. You would click on that and you'll be directed to a site called Volunteer Match where you can apply and submit your resume and join us. As for the Marriott, I'm going to ask people to follow the hashtag Stop Marriott Hate Conference. That's where you will find all the information about the event and the actions we're taking. We have a petition that currently has over 26,000 signatures. Marriott has declined to respond to our recent request asking them to please not host this group. They have declined to respond to Pennsylvania Senator uh, Nikhil Saval, who has sent them a letter asking why they're hosting a hate group. It's just a few weeks away. We can hope they'll respond soon. And if they don't, we're going to keep doing what we're going to (sighs) do. Yes, yes. I will never step foot in another Marriott if I can help it again, <laughs> unless it's a protest. <laughs> yes. And thank you for helping us do it. You're a mentor, an amazing person, and I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. We're all in it together. Thank you. We will be talking to Annette again. I'm sure it's been a joy. Thank you. Yes. Thank you again so much. Thanks for listening to the Defense of Democracy podcast. If you like what you've heard, you can find out more at defenseofdemocracy.org. Please consider becoming a support partner by texting the letters D-O-F-D, that's Defense, O-F, Democracy, to 44321. Stay strong and remember, there is more good than bad out there and you're standing on the right side of history.